ask you guys, in your opinion, uh, when I say a wrestler who has a gimmick change that ends up destroying his career, what's the first person that comes to your mind? It just will. It just buries him. It doesn't. It doesn't do what they hoped. Oh man, I I had an idea, but then like he's kind of bounced back hugely. So gonna, I don't know who are you going to say. Colt Cabana. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, you know, when he went to the E, uh, they changed his gimmick to some kind of Jewish thing. I can't remember exactly uh, what his Matt name Classic, was. Matt Classic, I think they called him. Was it? He st- no, that was his comedy thing he would oh, do. Okay. Uh, but they changed his name when he was actually on television. I can't remember what it was. But then they let him go. I mean, that's one of the things that Punk addressed on his whole pop bomb thing. Uh, but then, like, now Cabana's like a big indie star and he oh, makes yeah. plenty of money from it. So. Uh, I, that's one that came to mind automatically when you said that. Ooh, I'm going to say Charlie Haas. When they had him doing that gimmick infringement stuff, like a week yeah. in and week out, the oh, great Charlie. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. I like- <laughs> and then he was gone not too much longer after that. What do you think about DDP? Ooh, the positive motivational because, speaker. Yeah. Because he started out like his gimmick was so good. He was very this dangerous bikerish kind of guy. Yeah. Uh and then he started you know what I mean? Like he started doing that weird stuff with the Undertaker's wife. Yeah. And like and all these weird yeah. little things with him. It was like, wait, he had such a good thing going for a minute. That's because he went and from then the one company went, to another. Went a little much. Yeah. The yeah. optimism thing killed it. Oh yeah, Ted. Yeah. Adam Rose. I'm looking at a, a list. These are this is this is gimmicks that that changed uh, a wrestler, and so you either doomed him or or saved him. Right. So they list DDP as a doomed one. Uh, Kane. I, and that saved. one's tough. Kane DDP. Saved. Yeah, because he did bounce around. He had, he was fake Kevin Nash and all that. Well, yeah. Let's kind of go back to DDP for a minute. Yeah, yeah. The fact he had one heck of a career, no oh. matter what that thing says. Oh yeah, for so, sure. It's just the way. I mean, it he ended, started the way yeah, it ended. Seemed like it, it went down downhill. The dude started wrestling in like his what was it, his late thirties, which is old for wrestling. Yeah. Uh and for the fact that he had that kind of a career, I think it just says something about him. So but yeah, I get what they're saying, but I would still argue that he was still successful. They also put Dean Malenko here as a doomed his gimmick change doomed his career. <laughs> Perry Saturn. Moppy. Ah. Uh, Moppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude! And Perry Saturn was so good. I know, Moppy, dude. He, like fell off the face of the earth. Everybody thought he was dead for like what ten, fifteen years. Yeah, after the that's Moppy. the truth. Yeah, good yeah. lord! Is oh, he is on the list, and they use a picture of him with Moppy <laughs> share, sharing a soda. The two straws. Oh man! Soda. Oh god! Yeah, oh, Moppy. that hurts, dude. That hurts. Um, speaking of hurts, welcome to Hardly Kayfabe. Back for another week. Wrestling talk. Johnny Townsend in the house. What's up, Johnny Townsend? What's up? Holler at your boy. <laughs> you make it sound so gangster. <laughs> uh, and this is me again, Chris Chavez, back once again. And we are joined uh, by past guest, new third co-host, Matt Johnson. What's up, Matt? What's up? How we doing, guys? Thank you for having me back. Uh, of course, Great dude. to be of here. Of course. We're right we in. had to offer Matt all kinds of incentives and, and money to get him to become our yeah. third host. We're already putting him up. He's already in line <laughs> for contender for uh, heavyweight championship. He's just yeah. jumped everyone yeah. else in line. Where's that Xbox yeah. One you said you were going to send me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Imagine. Oh, we should put out. Like, how, how much do you think it would cost to do a sponsorship thing with PlayStation? 
so that they put out a Harley Kayfabe edition, which comes with all the WWE 2K preloaded games, all of them in there. <laughs> Couple bucks. All, right. re- all wrestling games. All wrestling games preloaded, and it'd be black with like the our lettering in the bright yeah. pink Harley Kayfabe. This sounds like really cheap. It can't be that expensive. <laughs> I'm sure we could probably trade some of your artwork for it. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll just, just I'll get right on that. Yeah, we'll ri- we'll ride your coattails for that one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, so how you guys doing this week, man? What's going on? Been busy. Yeah, busy, busy lives. Moving in. Got a new apartment. Got your new apartment. Got a new spot now to watch wrestling. Watch wrestling. Yeah, I got cable again. It's yes. crazy. Nice. Oh so wow. Watch, yeah. I well, my parents we cut the cable at our at our you know our house and then. My fiance wanted it back, obviously. So yeah. I can watch. Yeah, I can watch wrestling again. I can watch. Nice. I can watch football coming into the season, just um, in time. Just in time. So I'm. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm. I'm pumped. Did you were you able to catch up on this week's wrestling? You see what was going on. I watched clips. Right, I just cool. got. A, I just got the internet and cable turned on yesterday. But I've been right. watching clips, following along and whatnot. So. You're like, I'm not about to invest seven, eight, nine hours to straight wrestling. <laughs> Man, it's, uh, it's so a lot. Much. It's a lot. <laughs> it's, Let me tell no you. No matter how much we love this stuff, it's a lot. We're spoiled. There, every week I watch Raw and I think this could be so much shorter if they cut this garbage out. Oh yeah. If they cut <laughs> yeah. this garbage yeah. out. If they stop doing this nonsense, this match didn't need to happen. <laughs> Oh, completely! It, oh my God! It's just you could just tell like they're they're just filling in that extra hour, and it's I mean, not needed anymore. I mean, I know they want the money, but like, stop, cut it back, man. I Trust me. Remember, I think there was a reason why they wanted to go an extra hour. It might was it might have had something to do with TNA or something. I can't remember what the reason they wanted, but like three hours is just so yeah. Much. They, look, they always could condense it and make more money. And you know what I thought they could do is they could do it an hour and a half, no commercials. Do it like soccer, where your commercials are all the promotions along the sides. Yeah, on those, on the you know, and and yeah. you, you pay even more money if you're a spot where a wrestler has to go up and smacks each other against that wall, or whatever, right, right, because right. that's your Wait. ad that's right there. <laughs> soccer doesn't have ads, like they don't play. No, they don't have. They do, they only have a commercial in the middle, and it's during halftime. During the 15 minutes, they'll run like three or four commercials. They'll come. Is this back. true? Yeah, it's 45 minutes straight gameplay. There's no commercial breaks. I never know. What? That. I didn't know that at all. Yes. That's the, Man, you know how much commercials go through a basketball game? It's tons. That's what I'm saying. So if you yeah. put all of the advertising in the play, then it's and plus soccer players on their jerseys have have advertised. They have sponsors. Like True. Manchester the United NBA, has a big fucking Chevy sign on the front of their jersey. The, the NBA literally has what they call a TV timeout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They you don't call need it that. that. NFL does yeah. that too. And now that you said that about soccer. Does does NASCAR have commercial breaks now that I think I about believe it? so? Do yeah, they yes. don't go away and they come back to it. I feel like okay, soccer yeah. is the only sport that they thought, you know what, we're gonna make the money during the game and just show all the ads and they have like the the running ads along the side. It's all digital. That's so smart. It's yeah, good for them. Yeah, it's they should do that with the, like I watch SmackDown and I I'm happy that they cut away, but they still show you the match. You watch the commercial on the side, yeah. but the match is still going. Yeah, I hate when you pull away and something really good's about to happen. You come back and it's complete opposite. All of a sudden, yeah. the face is laying in the middle of the <laughs> ring, and, and you know what I mean. You're like, wait, what? They, yeah. they do a really, they do a really good job of pacing those matches that have yeah. commercial interruptions, but at the same time, it still kills any momentum a match well, gets going. It for sure, for sure. So if they figured out how to sell advertising 
during matches. Like put it on the ring, on the mats, the way UFC does. Put it along the side walls, you know, all those the barricades, all that stuff. Yeah. Even on the when they're on the Titantron behind, you know, the smaller versions of it while they're coming out to their music and their images are being shown off to the right and left. Whoever's sponsoring that wrestler, their stuff comes up. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like that would be yeah. cool. They could make some for good. individual wrestlers too. Oh, dude. That would take care of a lot of problems. And they those guys yeah. could make money. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, really make some good money. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, so Who do we if talk you're to? Listening, Huh? For listening Who sponsors, uh, well, you can sponsor this show. <laughs> yeah, we'll take us. Uh, there you go. Yeah, sponsor us. We'll put all the commercials we want right here. Well, like this could be nothing but a row of commercials playing. <laughs> this is right us now. just tell us, talking yeah. about your product, saying how great yeah. it is, how good it tastes, how how good it feels. Hardly yeah. commercial. That's right. <laughs> it's hard, hardly a show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you like a men's warehouse? You will like the way you look, <laughs> especially in these tights while you're in the ring. <laughs> That's right. Oh man. <laughs> So here we are, guys, another week of Hardly Kayfabe. Let's get into the news. Um, it starts right. with some sad news because this, last yeah, week. This was, this was a sad week for wrestling. Oh, yeah. Was. Dude, last week, there was, it, was, it wasn't even just the week. Last weekend, uh, in one day, the professional wrestling world lost three uh, legendary wrestlers. Um, some of them would have been legendary at some point, given some more time in their careers. Uh, but two two of them for sure. So the first one uh, that I wanted to mention was Brickhouse Brown. I wasn't too familiar with Brickhouse Brown. They said this guy had passed away. He was a WWE legend from back in the day. Uh, I looked at his picture, didn't recognize him. Have you? Are you either you guys familiar with him? No, a lot of indie guys I know were sharing his picture around. I I didn't get around to doing much homework on him, but yeah. obviously he was known and loved by a lot of people. So. He was he was one of those names that I definitely heard of many times. Uh, but and I'd seen his pictures before, but I don't know if I've seen very many of his matches. But I do know I've heard the name many times, and that a lot of people really. I mean, Mick Foley posted some really nice, incredible things about him. So yeah, yeah. Apparently, he he was battle a battle with prostate cancer. Ah, that's so unfortunate. The big C dude. That's the worst heel. One of the worst heels of all. Uh, oh yeah. Took down Brickhouse Brown. The other one was legendary uh, legend Nikolai Volkov. Now I'm yes. very familiar with Nikolai. Yeah. Uh, having grown up in the 80s and 90s watching wrestling, this was the enemy of America. <laughs> like he was the Soviet that came in with the Russian hat, the USSR red and yellow yeah. T-shirt. Yes. The Soviet yes. flag, singing the Soviet national anthem at the top of his worst <laughs> voice ever. <laughs> Uh, you hated him, and he was—he worked the crowd so well. Johnny, uh, last week we talked about the dude in Pennsylvania that comes out as a Nazi. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and your your reaction as a just as a fan, you're just kind of like, oh god, what are you thinking, right? Uh, right. But that's what Nikolai did in a time when like we didn't look at communists, you know, like it was bad. It was right. Like, right. Like Soviet Union really was the 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 enemy of the United States. So this guy was pushing it. Love yeah. Mother Russia. And it was, yeah, it was great. It definitely flew a lot, you know, back then. Um, yeah, such a great heel, just a different time period. I actually was on one show with Nikolai Volkov. Oh, really? I was. When I was in Canada, it was my first uh, show. It was in Toronto. And, oh, he's, he was a sweetheart, man. Just the nicest guy I've ever met. And That's what I keep hearing about him. Like all the wrestlers that, yeah. will always say that he's one of the nicest guys you could have ever met. He so. went out of his way to teach the younger wrestlers he everything did. he knew. Like he wasn't one of these guys that was like, "Don't bother me," or like, "Sure, I'll show you." And a little bit here and there. Yeah, he he went out of his way to teach them everything. He did. He did. Even like you know, you you wrestle a match and he pull you over and and you know give you some advice. 
And like, you, you don't expect it. Not a lot of guys do that. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys who've you know been there, made money. Most of those guys don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but Volkov did. And um, if we have a few moments, I'd like to tell a little bit of a story that he told. Yeah. Um, yes, please. About do. the Iron Sheik. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. I don't. Th- I don't think I told. I don't think I told this one last time I was on here. But um, there was one time that uh, Vince McMahon was he was doing this drug testing thing. It was in the '80s, and Nikolai and Iron Sheik got drug tested, and. Uh, they came back. Vince called him back into the office after they got drug tested, and uh, he said to Iron Sheik, Vince said, Iron Sheik, hey, your uh, your drug test came back positive. And Iron Sheik's like, see, Mr. McMahon, I told you, you know, I don't I do not do drugs. They don't do anything like that. And then Vince McMahon's <laughs> like, no, your drug test came back positive. It means you did you you did take something. He goes, I was I was snorting coke with Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, Jim Duggan, and just starts naming everybody. <laughs> everybody under the bus, dude. Everybody. Oh, that's, that's, that's Iron Sheik, man. Sheiky baby. Sheik's great. He's so good. I love. You ever look at his tweets? It's always in caps, so I always uh-huh. take it like yes. he's screaming at you, yeah. no matter what. Yes. I always like f you, f that, yeah. f this guy. I don't even want to believe it's him like it's just <laughs> it's just crazy <laughs> he hates hulk hogan to this day oh, oh yeah, yeah. still does <laughs> still does him. there's a picture that came out a couple years ago iron sheik had he pissed he pissed himself i think it was the howard stern show yes he had pee he peed through his uh jeez jeez it was only it was only opie and anthony oh show, that's what it was yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i remember this <laughs> that's insane <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Nikolai Volkov died of weird complications. I guess he had been hospitalized for dehydration and some other issues. Uh, yeah. So they released him. He went home and ended up dying at home. Um, and I'm what I'm assuming with family. Yeah, uh, sucks. He was a, a Hall of Famer. He actually was inducted in the Hall of Fame the same year as Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and the Iron Sheik. Uh, so that was a Hall of Famer. The last death, the third death, on the same day, uh, was a sad one as well. Though Brian Grandmaster Sexay. Uh, Lawler, Jerry the King Lawler's son, uh, died of suicide, hung himself in a jail cell. He had been arrested. Apparently, um, he's getting pulled over for a DUI or something, and then he evaded police and led them on a a chase. And uh, they got him. They arrested him. They put him in a cell. They didn't think that there was any. He didn't display any signs of, you know, distress or anything like that. Uh, But they found him hanging, brought him to the hospital, couldn't. So he was on life support. Uh, then the family decided, you know, there's nothing they could do. They had to let him go. That's uh, it is a very sad. That's a very sad one. Um, yeah, that that one's a gut punch, especially for people our age, because he was, he and you know, too cool were kind of the thing. Yeah, for us when I was first coming back into wrestling as like a teenager, yeah. you know, it was too cool. And I was a big Rikishi fan on top of that. And that I love that group. Anytime those three were out there, I had such a fun time watching those. So this really was a gut punch for me. Yeah, yeah, they were Crazy. fun. Um, yeah, he kind of once you know they let him go, he kind of really fell off the wagon, and you know just a hot mess. He was here locally last year, I think he was, and he was a mess backstage too. You know, so it's 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 sad to see. I feel horrible for Jerry Lawler. He's been through a lot. And I, I live by the old, you know, no father should have to bury their own son. And it's, right. it's just, it's horrid. It's, it, it is. It's very sad. This is one of those things that it's kind of the, like the darker side of wrestling because a lot of people will point to head injuries, brain things that may cause this. You yeah. know, it may push you towards 
suicide or or even like some of the drug things, the drug overdoses. Uh, Chris Benoit, you know what happened with him. Um, like there's all of them china like we have all of these people during this thing and it's a sad thing one of the things they point out also is it's sad for people like brick house who didn't have the insurance Uh, a lot of these wrestlers don't i just found out what a couple episodes johnny you were telling me like these guys don't get insurance there's a there's a usually a a company that offers it but it's not they don't offer their wrestling wrestlers insurance no i don't think i don't think the wwe itself gives them insurance i think they have to go through i forgot what that company's called it's a very famous insurance company and wrestling but yeah uh, but other than that if you're on the indies it's all on you you got to figure out how to have your own insurance if you're not doing like vader he had that heart surgery and he still had to keep doing appearances in wrestling after that just to pay for it uh which may have contributed to his you know his his getting sick and and dying yeah uh it sucks dude it really does suck to see this part of, of, of the business and it's a sad thing and i think this was crazier because it was three in one day like we had all heard about nikolai and within an hour we heard about brian lawler and then all of a sudden this other you know uh, brick house brown later on we hear about a third wrestler dying the same day as well um so it was kind of a rough start to the week because it, that happened over the weekend uh, and then some other things happened in the news. I think, I think, I wish I could remember his name. I, I feel terrible I can't remember his name, but I feel like another one passed away too, uh, especially down here in North Carolina. And the only reason I even know this is because his son is, is Trevor Lee. He's an independent guy. Okay. Uh, and uh, the guy that passed away, like he would wrestle with like the Hardys and and uh, and, the, and that group all the time. So they were talking about how much they'd missed this guy who had passed away, I keep looking blanking on his name, but so it wasn't just those three. I mean, the hits just keep on coming. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, some other things. Speaking of hits, keeping on coming, coming, yeah, coming, keep on, keep on coming. Did you guys see? <laughs> yeah. uh, Alistair Black had to undergo surgery, emergency surgery, because he injured himself in a match with uh, Tommaso Ciampa in Las Vegas on one of their live uh, shows. He suffered a groin injury, and it was so severe he had to have surgery. What the it, like? What could like? Is it groin or groin? Groin, grow in. <laughs> it was his groin surgery. Yeah, but it, apparently though, this is this may complicate things in terms of him being able to be available for NXT Takeover because. Uh, it usually takes maybe three to four weeks for that to heal properly. And uh, isn't takeover just in a couple of weeks? I I believe so. Yeah, yeah. it's like two it's weeks. The same, yeah, it's the same weekend as SummerSlam, I believe. So uh, that could suck. That's supposed to be the rematch, right? Champa and and Alistair Black. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a three way, and you throw in Gargano in there, and that's one heck of a match right there. But what do they do if Black is it just going to be Gargano and Champa again for the title? Does that or a number that, one contenders? Maybe uh, I don't know. Like the, I think Chapa yeah. over the title shot. It's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna give you a spoiler, man. I don't know if you know this or not, but Chapa is currently the champion. Oh, yeah, that's right. My fault. <laughs> Gargano. <laughs> My fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the thing, Gargano. Uh, you just got cable though, so <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm yeah. uh, I'm so out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. It was kind of a, that was the uh, the thing that was annoying a couple weeks ago. They literally announced Ciampa being champion on WWE.com before it aired on NXT. Right. So everybody saw yeah. it and knew ahead of time. <laughs> um, but, you know, with this thing happening to Aleister Black, it does throw NXT TakeOver now into question. 
And if that becomes a question, if it's no longer triple threat, it's going to be just Gargano against Ciampa for the title. And if that's the case, you can't let Gargano win yet, right? Even though he's due for the win against Ciampa in the, the, the this you know best of three, yeah, you just can't give him the title yet. I don't feel like that was planned yet. No, it's, it's got to be built up a little bit better. So it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do or how they're going to play out uh, the next couple of weeks in NXT leading up to it, what they're going to do with it. Because uh, yeah. the way it ended, th- this week's NXT ended, was pretty decent. Uh, but we'll get into that a little later. Uh, last piece of news we saw here, Kane. Yep. A.K.A. Glenn Jacobs, elected mayor in Tennessee. Mayor Kane. We yeah. knew he was running for mayor. We've, we've talked about it on the show before. <laughs> I hope every time that he walks out of the front of the mayor's house, like, he puts his hands up, and then he puts them down, and the fire just rains from the ground. We were just talking about, like, uh, somebody posted on uh, on the uh, the group page. We have Hardly Kayfabe group page on Facebook. Uh they posted something about how he won and saying how crazy the political world is right now. Like yeah. it just seems like it's upside down. We have professional wrestlers that are, and not to take anything away from them. We've talked about this before. I mean, there are professional wrestlers who are amazing artists, musicians, yeah, writers, got a talent. writers. Uh, and if this, and he's very good with politics. He's a good speaker. Uh, I was telling you that uh, uh, you Matt, that before this, I'd not heard him speak aside from his really deep cane voice. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, I'd never heard him. Speak intelligently about policy or about like what he believes in education or like you know what I mean. It's, it's so super, weird. Yeah, to it's hear. super weird at for, yeah first grasp just to hear how really intelligent he is. You know he reads. You know you think you see this big wrestler guy who's been under a mask for most of his career, and just this big dumb monster you think he is, just a big meathead. And then yeah, to come to find out how intelligent he really is, you know, and how much he yeah, cares that, about that, that same stuff. thing happens with me. A lot of people look at me <laughs> and they're like, "Man, what a just a big meathead <laughs> uh, who's in who's in amazing shape, uh, uh, you know, and uh, just choke slams people all the time." But you know, really, I I'm a smart, beautiful man. You're, you're, <laughs> there's more to you than just the buff body and the choke slams. I did. That's right. Yeah, I did pop though because. With his his acceptance, you know, speech, you know, talking to everybody who supported him, and whatnot. He did come out to his uh, Stop. his old his theme Kane song, music. Uh, the 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 old one, the Finger Eleven version. Uh, yes, yeah, that's my favorite out, version. He came out to that one. <laughs> nice. He came out to that one, and this is a this is a true story. I bought that soundtrack that had all those themes <laughs> where they rocked them up. Yeah, purely because at the time I was a big Finger Eleven fan. So it, dude, uh, I was very happy about that. Yeah, it's such a good song, and it, I think it's probably. Kane's best one, I think. You're just fitting with this whole gimmick change, I guess, at the time. That's awesome. Very nice. Slow chemical. Yeah, yes, yes, that's what it was. Yep. Uh, But yeah, so Kane wins. He's uh, he's now going to be mayor of a town in Tennessee, uh, or Knox Knox County. Sorry, the county, Knox County, Tennessee. So, what does that mean? Very limited, uh, you know, appearances in the E. Uh, I would assume. Yeah, I think Rhino won mayor of some place in Detroit, that's, and he was still wrestling. That's a why they years had ago. the uh, the leg injury. Yeah, they knocked him out of out of the contention anymore. They got everybody excited to see Hell No again. I know, and then took him away real fast. <laughs> what a tease! How long do they do? How, how long are you you mayor for? Two or four years? In a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> how long? I'm gonna say it's every two. Years I think it's every two years. Office. I feel like it is yeah. two years. Yeah. Yeah, what are the terms of mayor? Two years. Mayor terms. Two years, okay. Yeah, it's two years, usually two years. The, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. 
the mayor and city council members serve four years. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But the terms are staggered. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. All right. Uh, but so it's four years. So he's in for four years. And you know he's got to really, really want to do that because that's a pay cut for him. Oh yeah, that is a pay yeah. Cut. He cares. He definitely cares. He definitely cares. Um. So yeah. So that happened. Congratulations to Glenn Jacobs to Kane. Uh, it's just you do do you you hear that and your first instinct is is like when he got up there and he gave the acceptance speech and he was like thank you everybody and this is actually yeah. his quote he said this uh, quote this professional wrestler got into a no holds barred last man standing match. And when the bell rung, he was victorious. <laughs> we were victorious. And I like to imagine when he says that, all the lights cut out. And all yeah. of a sudden you hear, boom. And then the music kicks in, the purple light, and all of a sudden the smoke, Undertaker's at the back of the room. Just and, kneeling and doing that hand raise yeah, thing. Paul Bearer's <laughs> there with the urn. Oh, no. You broke the <laughs> it's crazy. Everybody in that in the press room is popping, going crazy. <laughs> Jr. kicks the door down. Is like, oh my god! <laughs> Look at that slobber knocker. <laughs> We're about to watch a slobber knocker, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I can't oh, wait man. for I can't wait for Glenn Jacobs to have an interview with like the news or something, yeah. and they ask a question that doesn't. He's not feeling. He just burns him alive. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so amazing, dude. He has that power. We've seen him do that. <laughs> you see him just give this look, and all of a sudden, he reaches down and pulls the mask out, <laughs> puts it on his head. <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. But, yeah, congratulations to Glenn, man. You know, for we love these guys. We love what they do, the fact that they entertain us. And when we see them doing something that they're very passionate about and they succeed in it, you know what? Awesome. Good for him, and congratulations to him. So, yeah. Kane, yeah. mayor of Knox County, uh, we'll see. Maybe he'll clean up the streets of Knox County. Maybe. Better watch out. Kane's coming. Yeah, I don't know how dirty the streets are, to be fair. It could be a nice, <laughs> beautiful county already. wonder if they're uh, they're, they're going to say anything about it on the, on the next episode of Raw or, Sma- or SmackDown. They should uh, probably. He's given them, like, 20-plus tw- years of, of service without yeah. – any issues without yeah. major injuries or anything? Yeah, I can't remember the last time you know Kane was pulled over for drinking and driving, no. and then uh, you know beat his wife. Or, yeah, at the end of the night, exactly. So, so uh, yeah, they they should give him a nice little congratulations, something or other uh, on the show. But speaking of SmackDown, Raw, NXT this week, we're gonna get into who won the week. Uh, so you only saw some highlights, Matt. Yeah. Johnny, did you watch all three? I did, yes. All right, before we uh, get into anything happening with all three, who do you think won? Was it Raw, SmackDown, or NXT? Well, that was like eight hours of my life, <laughs> and <laughs> so I lost. You lost. <laughs> yes. Uh, man, the, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with SmackDown again. Yeah, just I agree. Just for me, I agree yeah. too. I, I go with SmackDown this week because it, it uh, NXT had a little a couple things that were very well, good and done well, but to me SmackDown yeah. was the strongest. Yeah, I kind of feel I kind of feel SmackDown proves that for a wrestling show, about two hours is the best when it comes to the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. It's done, and you're yeah. just like, oh, it's done already. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like it went by NXT, faster. Yeah. Yeah, because NXT, I mean, they do a really good job with an hour, but I always feel like, man, I just need another hour of it. Right. Well, you want to know with why. Raw, it's too many hours, so put it right in the middle there. I always feel like with NXT, they don't have enough matches. You know what I mean? There's a lot of yeah. breaks in between, a lot of talking about what's coming up, some rehashing of some storylines, but there's not enough like 
well, sometimes. Some weeks they just it's packed and there's a lot happening. Uh, but yeah, NXT this week for me came in second to SmackDown. So let's start Same. the week out in Raw. Uh, anything that stood out to you in Raw? Any highlights you the, saw that the, stood out for you? The biggest thing was probably the Brock Lesnar Paul Heyman encounter, <laughs> which yeah. was interesting. The uh, yeah, the Brock I gotta Lesner say, reading a magazine encounter. <laughs> I made yes. so many memes on this. We have a lot of the indie wrestlers <laughs> were on this personal thread. Where we would just make fun of and roast people, and I made we made so many memes about the, oh, about awesome. Brock Lesnar reading. It was it was incredible. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I don't picture him as the reading type. <laughs> and he didn't look like he knew how to read no. on, on no. television either. No, yeah. not at all. I will. Uh, maybe that's what he thinks looking sophisticated is, as <laughs> you read a, a backwoodsman magazine. Now, it, or whatever it was called. This was, cons- I, if you ask me, this was considered their biggest thing. Like, this was the biggest thing to happen on Raw this week. And for yeah. me, it, it fell short because it was super expected. Like, I think we discussed this months ago that this this would would happen we would we could all see it happening this way at some point he's going to have to split with Heyman and that's how he's going to leave the E yeah uh, and we also also talked about like who could Heyman latch on to but we do know that Heyman is is uh, signed on now as a writer a writer for Raw which is so he's good. got a job uh, but we like seeing him on screen because he's one of their better talkers so this episode, it was good to see that. It was good to see Lesnar and Heyman on the show, yeah. but I felt like uh, we we knew what was coming, and it was such a change in Lesnar's, I mean, uh, in Heyman's uh, persona because no matter what they said to him, even if they threatened to fire him, he was always cocky and like you're not, you can't, you know, don't. But this this week was all of us. He had to get into the character now of oh no no oh please, Mister Lesnar. Yeah, uh, I I like I do I will say this though. Like, this is, at least I'm a little intrigued by Brock Lesnar and what they're going to do with him, at least a very little bit. Yeah. And it's all because of Paul Heyman. Yeah. Oh, I'm being yeah. completely honest. So, I will give them credit for that. I'm way more invested than I was a week ago. Like, I could care less, and now at least I care a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, they're doing something right. They did something. And honestly, this is the best, in my opinion, like, even from opening promo's sake, that Roman Reigns has sounded to me in a while. So, uh, yeah, Roman Reigns gets a lot of hate and I understand it. I get it, but I do feel he's getting better and better and better. I've noticed yeah. though, the booze aren't as prevalent. Yeah. I was going to yeah. ask, I don't know if, it, cause I know sometimes they filter in Roman chants yeah. during the highlight video, um, or that, that segment, essentially there were Roman chants going out the raw and it was actual, yeah. it was yeah. actually happening. Okay. Yeah. So they're slowly turning. People are slowly starting to latch on and say, okay, you're putting the work in. You're yeah. showing a little bit more effort in your in your in your battle between with John, uh, Bobby Lashley. It wasn't just spear Superman punch spear Superman punch nonstop. Yeah. So we were. They, I think they're starting to appreciate it a little more. I think the fire we've seen in terms of like that whole thing with Bobby Lashley, uh, that opening when they just went at each other and it wouldn't stop. Yeah. It used to be where they'd go at each other, they get pulled apart. Cool. This that felt uh, old school. That felt like. There's something happening. They can't seem to stop these guys. That so much so that the entire locker room. You see two guys who hate each other side by side trying to push Bobby Lashley back. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Like it's like okay, it's something's happening here. Uh, so I think that's helping Roman's push right now. Um, and you're right, Johnny. He his promos and and what he's been putting out in the past couple of weeks have gotten a little bit better. So I think that's helping him as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And I've also maybe this is just me. I've gotten to a point where, like, if somebody is just universally hated by smart smart marks, 
that really get under my skin because of how they think they know everything. <laughs> uh, I start to secretly like the person they hate. Like it's just, it just, it just like the fact that he gets all this hate. And I've seen like just these pictures of like how he just wants to be like a good dad for his daughter and all this stuff. And I'm like, I can't hate this guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah. I can't blame him for this. Like, if any of us were put in that position. We would totally take it. Yeah, so, obviously, obviously. I can't, I can't hate this guy, and he puts the work in. And I, from is, what I've yeah. heard, and from what I've heard in the back, like a lot of the wrestlers really like him, and he's, you know, yeah, and, and he's kind of one of their locker room leaders, from what I understand. I feel so. like the universe is slowly shifting. It really is. Like uh, uh, Matt, you pointed out, it was. You saw it when he came out. There weren't as many boos, but the cameras weren't afraid to show the crowd because right. they were cheering and they were, you know. There was barely any thumb down, you know, thumbs down and which booing. is good. I, maybe, maybe that's been their plan to just shove Roman on everyone's throats <laughs> yeah. over the last couple of years and until they force yeah. until they take it. Only it only took five years. It only took five years, six years, and yeah. at the expense of somebody who they're tired of, as yeah. far you know, Brock Lesnar right now because he doesn't show up. Yeah, and eventually, you know, eventually, weirdly enough, sometimes that that you know stuff works. So. It seems this to could have, be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. The whole Brock Lesnar part time situation, you know, might finally pay off for Roman after yeah. all this time. Everything else about Raw, I really didn't care for. I didn't care about Bobby Lashley and Elias. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I did. You're, you're trying to force another feud, and for me, that's not going to work. Yeah, uh, I was kind of liking the fact that Elias really has a lot of uh, heel favor. Like he's healed, but people love him. They yeah. love to see him. They love to go with him. They love to chant his yeah. his chants. He's uh, one of those heels that like I just want to hear what he's going to say because I want to hear him be. He's like a classic heel, and like I just want to hear how he runs down a town that he's in. Yeah. I just love yeah, it. He's, so. he's perfect. Probably yeah. helping a little bit that uh, was it that four track thing he left. <laughs> Have uh, you heard uh, it? I haven't listened to it yet, but I heard oh, it's, it's really, so good. It's very is fun. It, it is actually yeah, it's really nothing good. about him. It's nothing about him being a heel through four songs the first song, so I highly recommend the first it. song already it's about all the like shithole towns he's been to <laughs> and he talks yeah. about why he hates all the cities new york city boston like he just just yeah. trashes all of them dude <laughs> it's so good <laughs> it is it's amazing uh i didn't care much for that don't really care about what's happening with rousey and fox man i know they want to give ronda rousey her first raw match we'll watch it next week and and, and be impressed because like every time I see her, I'm just kind of like, ah, I don't know, maybe. And then I see her in ring, and I'm like, wow, like yeah. she's putting work in because she looks good. She doesn't look too green. There's things where she's, I mean, she's oh, yeah. landing spots. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask this. I'm going to bring this up to you both. This is about Rousey. Yeah. Now, I do like, like, she's really impressed me with how much she's already kind of grown already. Like, you can tell she's a fan of wrestling, and she's loved wrestling, and she's she really wants to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but every time she does, I'm going to assume it's like her finisher. It's almost like an Olympic slam, but her oh, version it sort looks of. so rushed. I always feel like she she gets them up on her shoulders and she has to think about how she's supposed to do it at the very beginning <laughs> for a second. Like yeah. Kinda, yeah, yeah, for like a split There's second. There's this the way pause. She's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like. So the, I don't know why, but it always, it? <laughs> it always uh, yeah, it is. It, it always like pumps out to me. It for does some reason. for sure. Uh, but everything else she does, I think her selling has gotten is already fairly decent. Yeah. So she's I'm doing, really impressed with by. that. I mean, a lot of, you know, it doesn't in women's wrestling, even like on the independent level, it doesn't take much to stand out. It's not a knock on women wrestlers. Right. There's, there's, there's so few and far between. And, you know, that stuff, it, it comes along. And yeah, once you get the selling improved, once your in-ring work looks, you know, it looks better. It looks cr- cleaner, crisper. 
you know, that you start to come around. And Ronda has has improved quite a bit, even since just WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. She doesn't wrestle all the time, but she's still, I'm sure she's putting in work, you know. Word is on that at the house shows, she's doing really well. She's Good. going over well, but she's doing really well in ring in terms of, like, every time she goes out, people are saying, wow, she's looking better and yeah. better and better. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good for her because it, there was this moment of like, oh, God, are we going to get a Roman Reigns thing where yeah. they're going to get somebody and really shove them down your throat whether, right. you, whether you want it or not. Luckily, the fans want it. Everybody loves her, and they, they're they glad she's here. Oh, she's great. Uh, I mean, yeah. even Triple H sold for a WrestleMania. You know what I mean? So yeah. that, that shows you yeah. how much faith he has. Yeah. A guy and like Triple power. H, you know, doesn't have to sell for anybody, you know? and. No. Yeah, that's he made her look good, and I think this guy's only up. You know, everything's up for her. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Angle's selling for her. Yeah, I mean, that's another it's, thing too. Yeah, so uh, you know, if Kurt Angle's behind her, then it's good. Yeah. Heck, good times. Yeah. Uh, I also didn't care much for gender spot this week. I don't know what's with the whole like <laughs> karma gender. I'm Poor not gender. feeling it, dude. Poor gender. I know he's got it. They got to do something else. They just got. He's got to go away for a bit. And They're come hindering back. gender, man. <laughs> Hinder <laughs> the gender. Yeah. Gender has been hindered, <laughs> indeed. So yeah, so that's that's raw for you. Uh, SmackDown though was very impressive this week. A lot of really good matches. I like the feuds that they good have going spots. On right the now. feuds, yeah, 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 yeah. What do we yeah, got? Literally, literally two promos this week on SmackDown were incredible. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, uh, I like the. Let's fact- go and talk about. Let's go and talk about the Samoa Joe Orange Face promo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he cuts a promo on AJ Styles. And he goes old school, classic heel. I'm gonna attack you, you as a man. Your integrity, how how you, so what well. kind of father you are, what kind of husband yeah. you are. He legit Whoa. used AJ Styles' own family against him. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! It was impressive. I, it was amazing. The only thing I took away from it, and this is half halfway Chris's fault, because <laughs> I that, told you what to look for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, is that like uh, it was obvious? That he had just gotten out of the tanner or just put some spray tan on <laughs> and didn't get it all off because he was just sweating orange. Like, it was like so, streaks of brown and orange yeah. just going down his face. <laughs> By the time he was done, it was it was just it was done doing that, so it was it was okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was a little distracting when you see like this like streak of sweat going down, but it's brown. Uh, yeah, which is sad because. Which was really sad to me because when I first watched that promo on my little phone, my little cell phone, <laughs> I didn't see that. And I was telling Chris, I go, Chris, you got to see this promo. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's so good. Samoa Joe is such a good promo oh, anyway. Good, yeah. and, uh, and I was like, man, this promo is so amazing. It really got me hopped up for their match. And then you're like, hey, uh, did you see he was sweating orange? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, I'm watching the Joe promo and amazing, first of all, but. Can't help but be distracted <laughs> by yeah. the fact that he's sweating orange. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was a it was a great promo. Um, I love it. I love it when those guys they know what works. You know, back in the old days, uh, we were just talking about this, Matt, before we started recording. Uh, these guys would go in the back and they'd have these interviews where the interviewer would say, "So I'm sitting here with you know Rick Flair. Rick, what do you think about your match coming up here with uh, Dusty Rhodes at at Starcade?" Yeah, boom, he'd get right into it, and it'd be all this intensity and whatever. Nowadays, it's it's rare where you see that. All the match, all the interviews in the back are always very just quiet flat. speaking. Yeah, flat. There's, and I'm there's... going full force. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we and, had we had two promos on SmackDown that stood out to and, me. And the promos, the way they promo them, it's like they went classic. They went with what works. And pro and Joe doesn't have to go crazy. 
but he has to sell it in a way where he looks dangerous, his voice is dangerous, and he's attacking usually things that are off limits, family members, yeah. your, your children, yeah. things like that. Like, you're, oh, you talked about being proud to look in your daughter's eyes. She hasn't seen you in months. Like, whoa. Oh, that was a oh, shot. Oh, and I oh, love oh, the way he closed oh, it. Oh, yeah, that was that was a shot. And yeah. Your, yeah, your family's going to be secretly rooting for me to win <laughs> so they can have their daddy home. That's just so incredible. So right That's good yeah dude that's how you it. that's how you be a heel man that's, he took that's it, how it yeah. is that's how you buy the end of that stuff he took it and the other one uh started out with daniel bryan cutting a promo on the miz because yeah. because of what happened the week before which was so genius god that was such yes. a good promo from the miz but then uh the miz cuts in on this one too oh god the crying babies yeah oh yeah uh, <laughs> that was so yeah. good dude i saw i saw uh i saw on you on the twitter uh, I don't usually like I, f- I follow a lot of wrestling on Twitter, obviously, and the melts uh, had posted something was replying to some fan who had asked a question about uh, I don't remember what the question was it was about promos and the old promos in the 70s and 80s. And they pointed out that all those promos were better than the Miz ever could ever do. And that really irked me quite a lot. Yeah, I don't I know like, that that's not, true. You're not listening. Yeah, no, they're the Miz. Yeah. Uh, if you ask me, is probably one of their top speakers right now. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. And he's developed so well, and he's got a—he knows how how to control the crowd. He knows it doesn't matter where the conversation's going. He knows how to like. He just he's he does it so expertly now that I I would say that some of his best promos could stand toe to toe with some of the greats of the past. Yeah, his promos feel real to me. It don't it like like we were saying. It doesn't feel scripted. You right. know, there was a time a couple years ago where I'm like, yawn, Miz promo. And I feel like in the last few years, he's really stepped up his game talking. He gets aggressive. He gets heated. Yeah. You can, you can feel the aggression in his voice. Dude, he's got when remember Flair, you watch Flair in his young days and you seriously thought there was an aneurysm coming. Yeah. Like it was yeah. like the veins are popping out. Watch Miz. Every time he yes. cuts a promo, he's got that. He's got it so much his hands shaking with the anger and the kind of like energy he's got coming out. You're just so like, holy yeah. crap, he's yeah. got you it. Know what I, and you know what I also love about about his style and how he and how he does that is he'll show you that one minute, and then the next minute he, he's not afraid to show you actual fear in his eyes yeah. when oh, the yeah. baby face is making great points or is about to knock him out or something. Yeah, he's so good at that. His yeah. facial expressions are are just straight money. He is, yeah, he is one of the most interesting uh, people on the roster yeah, right now definitely sure. carrying the company so that helped that was yeah. a, that was a nice two promos on one segment or uh, on one uh show is is seriously that helped help helped smackdown this week uh if you ask me charlotte's return was cool she's back so that's yeah. kind of cool that helps the women's yeah. as well uh the usos and the bar was fun that was a fun match and i'm glad the yes. bar's back i always like the bar yeah um and i've like i i even went oh i went over for the bar even more when Sheamus knocked his teeth in and kept going. And I was just like, yes, these guys are yeah. like, you mean this is so yeah. great. Oh, did I say Sheamus? That's Cesaro. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, dude, I thought that was a great, uh, the Orton Hardy thing is still really good. Orton really selling this hatred. Oh yeah. You know, I, uh, I love you. Orton. He just, dest- basically he's destroying, yeah. uh, he destroyed the Hardy. We all know. That's why I feel like we're getting brother Nero back. Right. Because that he's just been broken down. 
He's been broken down by Orton. Uh, we know the leader of Worlds over in Raw is about to split up. So I think, I really think, or they're going to stay together and Brother Nero joins them. And then we're going to have a new faction there. Uh, but I think we're going to see Brother Nero return. Um, so that was good. Like To me, overall, SmackDown killed it. Yeah. Yeah, I think Without so, too. Uh, also have a, a Miz and Mrs. update, but I'll give you that after this <laughs> NXT. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's get into NXT. So NXT yeah. was kind of light in terms of, of matches uh, that stood out for me. I really, really enjoyed the uh, Candice LeRae-Shayna Baszler match. That was good. Uh, surprised at how good that was. Um, what else stood out for you on NXT? Um, Did you, for me, what'd you think of the EC3 Kona match, that Kona dude? I can't get behind him yet. Is, are they trying I've to? Already, what are they, because they're both heels, right? Yeah, so, that's yeah. that was tough. It was that's, so. That's the tough part with that one. So strange. I, I I do like EC3 a lot. I've liked him for a while. I think he's very good. Um, and he he's looking better and better now in NXT. Yeah. I've noticed he's kind of picking up his steam a little bit. He kind of he's kind of a little flat when he arrived originally. I felt. I I, uh, I agree. But he's really picked it up lately, and and going against somebody as charismatic as the Dream uh, can only help them both. Yeah, and that so. was the best thing about this match is that yeah. we got uh, Velveteen Dream showing up to interrupt it, cut a promo, and leave. And then you're just like, yes, this dude's like for me, the Dream in the past like year and a half has as like just leaps and bounds. His oh, his, yeah. uh, his promos were also always pretty decent, but they're just getting better. Uh, and I love that he has this thing where he's he takes on a different persona each time. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. he had the the spray painted tights like Rick Rude for for a while there, and then he did the the Macho Man kind of uh, Hulk Hogan Macho Man combination thing going. And now well, I don't what is this he's doing now? It's just this very much like it almost feels like Hunter Hearst Helmsley. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When yeah. he comes out with the, the ruffled white shirt and the- love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that I, I didn't know about that match, but what what else stood out for you this week on NXT? For me, the, what really stood out was the match of Baszler and, yeah. and Candice. Very that nice. match was so good. I agree. If you haven't seen it, go back and check it out because that was a very good match. Um, yeah, both of them did a great job. Oh, and Kyrie Zane came out and uh, at the end of the match uh, to save Candice LeRae. Let me tell yeah. you. If Kyrie Sane goes with this gimmick, she came out looking like uh, Black Canary from DC Comics. Black leather jacket, yeah. the black tights, her hair kind of punk looking, you know what I mean? And she had like a little choker on or whatever. Go with that. Get rid of the pirate thing. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Uh, buy, you're hurting me, Chris. I can't you're killing buy me, Chris. into the pirate thing. The little. I like, love the pirate. Let thing. me look through the the telescope thing at you and like the white. <laughs> Just let me have fun, Chris. White fuzzy. <laughs> let me have and fun. Even the even the wheel like coming out there and so I'm just like that's ah. the best part. It's driving me nuts. If she's heel, <laughs> if she's heel, if she's heel, I can get behind that gimmick because then you can use the wheel as a weapon. You can do these things. But I can't see her as face. But I can see her face as this tough, like from the streets of Tokyo kind of uh, of of wrestler with the leather jacket. Like she looked great. It was such a good persona right there in the ring, especially going up against someone like Baszler. You have someone she like Baszler who showed a lot of fire too. Yes, really that's what I'm there. saying. So when you have someone like Baszler, if you want to put Baszler against Kyrie Sane and have something happen there, she can't come out all fluffy and and white, you know, pirate with pirate music in the background. She needs to come out to some like, like heavy, like punk music. And, and you know what I mean? 
Oh, it, it, I liked it. That was the first time I actually saw Kyrie Sane come out, and I was like, "Yo, yes, yes," because she's a good wrestler. I enjoy watching her perform. I just don't like the gimmick. I just can't, <laughs> oh, man, I can't I, get in on that. We're gonna have to agree to disagree on this, just because <laughs> I love the pirate thing. It's so different and over the top that I just really love it. <laughs> um, and then the show ends with Champa. My yeah. f- one of my favorite things is is him just show like people boo because not the music kicks in just his the his name shows up on the yeah. Titan Tron yeah and then they start booing and he just comes out to booze it's so good <laughs> I love so that good. he's I love that he's like anti grandma too <laughs> like that's his that's one of his uh, his heel traits because he just he, make sure he talks smack to every grandma he sees <laughs> but I love the fact that legit he remembered that woman because a few matches yeah. ago. She was there, this old lady holding up uh, Johnny Gargano sign, and he took it and tore it up. Right. He literally took it from her hands and tore it up. So he, during the middle of this promo, he notices her, gets out of the ring to go down to her, and says, I remember you, and I'm your new champion or something like that. Aww. Dude, he was so good. So, so good. He cuts a promo so well. Uh, yeah. Alistair Black shows up, obviously. And uh, they start to, it looks like something's going to happen, except Johnny Gargano just comes running out of nowhere, right past Black, into the ring. Bunch of mayhem ensues. Uh, ends up with Black and, and Gargano in the ring and Ciampa leaving uh, through the crowd, which is awesome, too, because uh, super fans in there. You know who I'm talking about, Johnny, when I say super fan? The big guy with who's got the glasses, yes. the bald dude? Yep. There's he's this always fan. Shouting. He's, he's always shouting all these amazing things. <laughs> there is yeah. a clip that the the EU's the NXT uses all the time for these uh Ciampa promos and it's always Ciampa kind of walking towards the ring and this guy the super fan screaming you're the devil <laughs> you know what he reminds me of you remember in that in the first karate kid movie where like they're at the <laughs> they're at the tournament and uh you know they got the all the all the cobra kai are there yeah. and and you hear this one kid in the background just scream put him in a body bag yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just reminds me of that so much that's i think that's why i love it that's him uh <laughs> but the whole time and this is another one nxt this they've got such a good feud with champa and gargano man these two sell their hatred so well you know what it reminds me of too um Zane and Kevin Owens from yeah, a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah. Just all yes. the time. No matter they they don't even have to be involved in a feud and they could take a break for six months and get right back into it. Like that that type of yeah. hatred for you, each other. You believe it, dude. Yeah, it's so well done. So well done. I was saying I was trying to explain to Aaron about uh my wife why we love this. You yeah. know? Like because my wife. Because <laughs> because there are always people who are, well, let's fake, you know, and, and it's like, uh, to me, I, I'm over that already. We're in 2018. Yeah. I think like 20 years ago was when everybody came out and said, yes, this is scripted. We get it. Yeah. We're done with that. All right. But it's like when you watch a movie and you watch an actor, you can watch the performance of Daniel Day-Lewis and you watch him and you forget it's Daniel Day-Lewis. You get into the movie because of the character and what he's doing. Yes. Yeah. But then yeah, you, you're watching it and you're like, hey, that's this is Abraham Lincoln. Exactly. Lincoln. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. And I love Abraham Lincoln and I love this character in the movie. But yeah. just like that same kind of fan, you can be a fan of the actor. Yeah. And step back now and say, I'm not seeing Lincoln. I'm seeing Daniel Day Lewis do an amazing job. You know what I mean? And that's what it is with wrestling. Like you get into these characters, you get into the storylines, but then as fans, we can also stand back and go, dude, like Gargano and Ciampa are so good at selling that anger. 
like you said, three months Phenomenal. later, they come back and they're ready. One of them's ready to slit the other's throat. Yeah. No lie. Like we yeah. might see a murder in the middle of the ring. <laughs> yes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. like they sell it so well. And when Gargano grabs the mat, Mike and is angry, like he's literally boiling and saying the only reason you're champion is because of me. But he doesn't realize by saying that you're turning the universe against you because now it's your fault that this guy's a champion. Yes. We loved you, but what did you do? You're an idiot, right? He turns around, yeah. black mask to the face. Dude, uh, black is waiting, kicks him, takes him out, and then the, ch- the chants start. You deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, so good. Yeah, so did you see? Did you see Gargano's tweet after that? No, this is uh, paraphrasing, but it basically said that uh, the crowd was right. He did deserve that one, but that's the only one that Alistair's going to have. Ooh, (laughs) that's interesting. That's interesting. They're really trying to push that. So, uh, dude, I'm hoping Alistair Black gets gets better and is able to wrestle in time for Takeover because I think a three three way match with those three will be great. It'll be Same very here. good. Uh, so before we find out what happened on this week's Miz and Misses, who do you guys think won the <laughs> promo overall this week? Samoa Joe, the Miz and Brian, or uh, the Champa, the whole Champa segment? I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Samoa Joe actually. Oh, nice. old school. Um, like I said, I like the Miz. Uh, I couldn't find a clip of Champa's, uh, so I can't really speak on that. Okay. But Samoa Joe's, yeah, it just reminded me of a better time in wrestling. Uh, super personal. And it's really cool to see, I mean, the overall picture. These guys have been, you know, started together, Ring of Honor, yeah. the early days of TNA, and yeah. to see everything come full circle and, and for, you know what I mean? So so they're they're very familiar with each other from a character standpoint and a personal standpoint. Was Samoa Joe in New Japan also? Oh. I don't know if he wrestled with New Japan. That would have been kind of cool if they wrestled even back cool. then, right? Yeah. If if he did, I don't believe it was the same time. Wouldn't have been the same time. Yeah. AJ. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Johnny, who wins it? Who wins it for you this week? This is tough. I've seen all three and I really really liked all three of their work. Uh this is tough. I think just I'm going to just compare them to their earlier promos. I mean, it's weird to say, but I think I feel Chiampa's had better promos. Uh-huh. But I just love the whole mystique he brings. Like he has no music. That's perfect for that. Yeah. I love the fact that his music is basically people booing him and and calling him an a hole. Is his music? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's so great. And he eats it up. Uh, I, and I'm you know I'm a Miz Mark. I have been for a long time. I still am. I'm so happy that other people are realizing how great he is now. Yeah. Uh, and he keeps it up. He was great here. And Daniel Bryan was also good. I think he kind of gets overlooked a little bit, but he was good too. Um, but I'm, despite the orange face, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go with Samoa Joe too. Like he just brought it. I yeah. mean, he, I think people really sleep on how good Joe is not just as just a wrestler, but as overall an overall product, the wrestling and the talking, the whole thing, yep. he is so crazy good, uh, that even the orange dripping from his face couldn't take away from <laughs> the how much I love yeah how much I loved what he was saying and how he was saying it that's the other point too it's not just what you're saying it's how you're saying yeah. it too and the passion he knows exactly when to get passionate he he knew exactly when to get louder quieter he knew exactly yeah. when to be quieter he played us all all of us he played us all like we're like like a fiddle yeah and it was beautiful i loved it i loved Mrs. too but I would go Joe, 
Miz, and then Ciampa, but they're all honestly pretty close. Mine's the slightly backwards. Mine would go Joe, Ciampa, then Miz. Like, I enjoyed the Miz thing back and forth, but I didn't feel too much in terms of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it didn't feel like there was, it didn't feel that fiery, whereas uh, I agree with you guys. Joe won it. Because he goes old school. He comes at him personally. He's really digging it in there. And it's one of those things where you're just like, I can't wait to see this match now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because this is going to, that like, that was the kind of promo that that really, really adds to the fire. Uh, the Ciampa thing, his promo was pretty decent. But what happened was you you went from promo to a segment, and all of a sudden there was a spot that was happening, and that's what helped drive the story forward and really made it intense was the overall spot, not just what he was saying. Though what he was saying and, and you know cutting it in front of the old lady was great. Yeah, uh, Joe this week just took it took it took it away. Like he he was it, those. That's one where uh, Triple H really is going to be showing future NXTers. You know, as they're doing their development and stuff, yeah. that's going to be one of the clips that he says. I want. I want you to see this. Look at how he does this. Listen to how he attacks the family. Listen to how like this, these are points you want to try to get to. So that's I feel like that's a clip easily that will be put into the curriculum in the future. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It was yeah, it was top notch. So quite a week in wrestling. Uh, it's going to be see what happens this yeah. next week coming up as we build towards <coughs> SummerSlam and Takeover. Uh, but we're not done yet, Chris. No, sir, because it's there's a new for, season. <laughs> and it's a time for everybody's favorite segment. That's where Johnny talks about what happened on Miz and Mrs. <laughs> so last where you week, would play some music if you had some. Last week, Johnny checked this show out, and I, I brought up the question, is this something that's geared more for women because it's reality shows type stuff? Right. Or do you feel like a lot of wrestl- men wrestling fans will watch it as well because they're fans of The Miz? And it's kind of fun to see wrestlers in their own lives and see them do their thing. Uh, Johnny said, oh, yeah, I watched it. <laughs> yeah. And he enjoyed yeah. it. He watched the first yeah. episode and loved it. I really loved it. It's very funny. Uh, I also love that it kind of, it's not, I mean, it's obviously main, mainly Miz and, and Maurice, obviously, yeah. but you also get to see when they're backstage, you know, at Rawls and stuff or that's, wherever yeah, they're wrestling at. Cool. So you get to see like, uh, you know, the other wrestlers that they're friends with and stuff like this week, this week was all about putting on a baby shower <laughs> and you got to see him like talk to apparently Miz and Dolph Ziggler are very close friends Yes, and you got to see that. So that's really cool. I love I love that little stuff like that. It's yeah. just very interesting. And this week, of course, the big thing that happened was we finally get to see Miz's dad. Uh, he shows up, and you get to find out how cheap Miz actually is, <laughs> and he gets it from his and he gets it from his dad, uh, which I enjoy because you know one of my all time favorite wrestlers is Mick Foley, and he's like le- he's legendary cheap. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> everybody, so, everybody uh, who's ever rode in a car with him and write, writes a book says how cheap Mick Foley is. <laughs> Every yeah, last one of them. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I I love that. Um, and this week, of course, the way he was going to say, <laughs> the way that the Miz was going to save money is that instead of having the cake, look, it's an expensive cake, a ridiculously expensive cake, delivered, which would cost more, he was going to just deliver the cake himself, and it was his dad's idea. <laughs> and, of course, they ruined the cake, and he ends Aww. up spending way more than he did in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's a very good episode. I'm telling you, like, I'm not going to sit here and say the Miz and Mrs. is going to, like, win win awards <laughs> or change the world or any of that kind of stuff. But if you're a wrestling fan and you enjoy something that's just fun to watch, uh, I highly recommend this. It's just a fun, it's a fun 25 minutes. That's awesome. And it, it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. I, of all the reality things, 
that they've done in a while wrestling wise. This is probably my favorite one. Nice. Nice. And there's your update on Miz and Mrs. for the week. <laughs> uh, Miz, was he was he holding the belt during the recording of this? Uh, I think he had just gotten a bat because they actually just showed that. Like he, they showed his uh, his match with Seth Rollins. Nice. I so he ended up getting the belt. Uh, that's a big thing. Heels holding belts, being champions. I noticed a tweet from NXT the or, or uh, Instagram post from NXT the other day, and it hit me. the The photo was of all of their belt holders, all their champions lined up together. Uh, you had Undisputed Era. You had Shayna Baszler. You had uh, Champa. Um, am I missing anyone else in there? No, right? They all have the belts, and yeah. they're all heels. And I thought, when else has that ever happened? Like, yeah. when else has it been where the entire promotion, all the heels, held the belts? And I don't know that it's super rare. Was there a time NWO all held belts oh. at one time, or DX? Or I'm something not entirely like sure. There was one time that I can remember, and that was 2003, mm-hmm. end of 03. Um, all of Evolution held. Belt, Triple H World Champ, uh, Orton Intercontinental, Batista and Ric Flair had the tag, and Molly Holly, who was a heel at the time, had yeah. the Women's Championship. But, um, as, but it, as big as NWO was, I I, don't, I can't say that all of them have held a belt. Or DX, I can't remember. I, can, yeah. I feel like a, there may have been a point where DX held all the belts. I can't remember, though. I'll have to look back and look yeah. at that. But it also made me think of like how... Like, what an enigma that is. Because the idea behind holding a belt, a championship belt, whether it's tag team, intercontinental, U.S., uh, world championship, the idea behind a belt is that the person holding the belt represents not only the company, but represents the people. They're winning it for the people because the belts have always been for the people kind of thing. So when you have somebody that's hated that is supposed to represent the people, it, it, it creates this weird thing that, there's still a love to come back to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not to get political or anything, but in the political climate we're in at the moment, it there, there's there's a time where it was like families split. They don't want to talk to each other. Even in the civil in the South during the Civil War, yeah. like during that time, when you become so invested in something, you split, you stop, you don't even do it. Yes. So when you love this so much, there's no fear though of putting a heel in and losing fans people going you know what screw this i'm not coming back i'm not gonna watch it that's the that's the weird part Boycott you still WWE come back and- you still come back though right yeah. it's crazy uh but it's it's just a because it calls it also helps in wrestling it's just as much about the chase as it is yes. about having the actual belt too yes as well. then it then it becomes yeah. a part of the story and it becomes a part yeah. of telling the story of the hero the fallen hero working their way back to vanquish you know vanquish the title yeah. and destroy the that, villain that's why it's such a big deal when like daniel bryan won that championship that one time at wrestlemania because he had been fighting not only the man or whatever you want to call him <laughs> the man but, you know like yeah, <laughs> but like but you know you're like you're behind this guy and he's the baby face he's like the ultimate baby face uh-huh and for him to finally get the win over the heels was a humongous deal. Yeah, yeah, that's it was true. A practically seven seven month chase, essentially, if you really think yeah. about it, because it started with Orton and Orton cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase, yep. getting burned by Triple H. Uh, two title, two or three title matches after that, nothing. And then they weren't even. I don't even think him winning the belt was in their original WrestleMania plans that year. Either it was the people wrote it. Huh? It was the they people pretty much it. wrote it. CM Punk walking was part of it. And you know what I mean? For that moment, yeah, seven seven month buildup and the place it, place erupted. It was great. So there is a place for heels as champions, not oh, just yeah. not just to say you, you know you're a great wrestler, you work yeah. hard. That we want to you know we want to 
we want to uh what's the word i'm looking for good i can't i just dropped my words uh, <laughs> I, I i would dare say it's vital for heels to be champions too at times yes yeah. that's what i was saying because it, it, it yeah. feels like to move stories forward to build the the faces yeah. you know to build the legend behind these these encounters and these feuds you have to have it so i was wondering uh for our topic for today was uh some memorable uh heel champs from the past present doesn't matter i mean you can name them why they're memorable uh they reviled there's heels that are were heels but are loved yeah and are were champs you know what i mean so uh Easily from some of the ones that came to my mind were things like Macho Man. Yeah. Macho Man held the title for a while while he was heel. Um, and there was a hit thing between he and Hogan. Uh, rest in peace, Nikolai Volkov uh, held the title for a while. Iron Sheik. Some of the old school guys. Yeah. Jake the Snake. Uh, what comes to your guys' minds in terms of heel champs? Uh, my mind. Well, one of the one, one of them is has to be probably John Bradshaw Leefield. When uh, he just split up with Farouk, I think Farouk was retiring. You know, uh, chased the belt, beat Eddie Guerrero for it. Guerrero for it. You know, who was everyone? That was everyone loved him. You know, and then everything that followed after that, it was a long title reign. I think it was like nine plus months facing the Undertaker, Booker T. Uh, no, Batista wasn't there yet. Um, and Eddie Guerrero, yeah. Hardcore Holly, I think, had a shot, maybe had a shot at it. But the buildup for all that, you know, everyone tuned in because they wanted to see him lose. He was the longest reigning, you know, yeah. heavyweight champion at that time. And people tuned in because they wanted to see who he lose to. And eventually, John Cena, you know, yeah. that nine-month title reign, you know, where he beat so many big-name superstars, then for John Cena to beat him and, that helped skyrocket his career because people were people were ready to see JBL lose the so belt. So who who would you say in <laughs> in all of of the history would you consider the most hated wrestler where people just wanted to see him lose it? Would Ooh. you put Brock up there? Brock? Current, current Brock, yes. Current Brock, <laughs> uh, yeah. Jinder yeah. Mahal. Was he hated think, enough that people just wanted him to? You lose You know what? It? I think Jinder Mahal was one of those another one of those who people like like to hate. They loved him so much because of his character and. and and how random and weird it was, but man, an actual legit heel champion. Yeah, like for me, if you want to, for me, the greatest of all the heel champions was Rick Flair. Yeah, I mean because he he flaunted it, and it was, it was no that, matter what. Like I'm 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 the best. I've got the greatest clothes. I got this. I got the women. No matter where I go, I go around the world. I'll I'll fly from from Vegas to San Francisco, back to Vegas to Seattle, back to Vegas. Champagne, yeah. driving cars, and he oh, and and he was nasty too. Like he'd come out and attack you, you know, bust you open in the middle of the ring, uh, throw that figure four leg lock on him, <laughs> which you really thought he was going to break the guy's leg. Yeah, I just feel like he was the greatest of all heel champions. He was he was pretty good. I think Triple H is another close oh, one too. Um, he is a good one. You remember that? You know that two thousand three reign where he just. Well, two thousand two, two thousand three. Sledgehammer, sledgehammer, sledgehammer years. Beaten, yeah. Beaten Nash, beaten Steiner, beaten Michaels, Kane, Booker T, Rob Van Dam, um, Jer. You know, he had a little thing with Jericho too, and then to cap it all off with Goldberg winning it, holding it for a couple months, and then Triple H got it right back. You know, to yeah, it's pretty. What about horrible. for you, Johnny? Heel champs. What comes to mind? Some of the best. You've all mentioned. You've all mentioned some very good ones that I would 100 percent approve of. Uh, I would. I would throw in the Miz when he won it from Orton there for a while. Ooh, yeah. 
he was very, very good. He's very cocky, yet at the same time, he was a uh, chicken. <laughs> and it was perfect. <laughs> it was so perfect. Best, dude. That's the best. The yeah. best heels are the ones who talk and talk and talk. And, you, and you're just like, you want to have the, you want to see them get beat up. So yeah. much so that yeah. when they get confronted, they become chickens. You're just like, <laughs> if, if there's the satisfaction that comes in watching them break down that way. You yeah. Know? Yeah. How about yeah, 100%. Uh, Rowdy Roddy I Piper? Think, I don't feel he ever won the big one, though, right? Did he, he, not, he, he What belt did he win? He had the Intercontinental. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was yes. the one he had. Yeah. I've, I've always yeah, he's, one, he's, he's one of my all time faves. Oh, yeah. He should have been yeah. heavyweight champ. But if you ask me, yeah, he's a heel that you loved. Yes. You know, yes. It was, I yes. mean, there were times where you didn't like him, and, but in terms of the character and what they were doing in the storyline, but overall, you just you loved Rowdy. Yeah. Yeah. Another one I'm going to throw in here. We've already kind of talked about him because he's mayor now. Ah, uh, Kane. But. When Kane showed up, I'm telling you, I was at the perfect age for him to be such an amazing thing in my eyes. <laughs> I mean, he had this mask. He had this mystique about him. He he was the Undertaker's brother, maybe. Uh, maybe. So all this crazy stuff was <laughs> happening. And I always, and I'll probably get a lot of flack for this. And I don't get me wrong. I have a lot of respect and like the Undertaker a lot. But I always liked Kane more. Oh, okay. I know that's weird to say, but I think it's just the overall package. I just enjoyed Kane, you know his his mystique more than the Undertaker. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Um, undisputed era overall, the entire stable. You could say like Four Horsemen, those guys. I mean, they all held belts, and I th- I think they're so young in their run that it's hard to say that they're the best. But I will say they're well on their way to getting there, a hundred percent. Yeah, they're laying foundations for what yes. we will say in the future are legends. Yeah, uh, yeah the same with Champa. The same yep. with Ciampa. Yes. Ciampa has got yep. like he's built himself as such a villain in the past two years that now to hold the belt and gloat about it, you know what I mean? It's just it it adds to the mystique and and what's going to be the legend of of Tommaso Ciampa. I love this little promo too about now NXT is the A show. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, it was, all because yeah. of him. All because of him. Like yeah. that's bold. I loved it. I <laughs> he called it. it out, dude. He's literally calling out wrestlers on the other uh, on the other names, yeah. dude. It was awesome. Um, what about Shinsuke as a as a as a belt wearing uh, villain? I, I've always said he's so good as villain, and now having him have a belt. And what's even better is they gave him the he's the Japanese villain who holds yeah. the United States belt, almost like this like fuck you kind of thing. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's so good. Um, yeah, dude, villain heels are are super important if you ask me. Um, yes, yes. Uh, the the face heels, is heel only champs. the f- <laughs> the face is only as good as the heel is. Yes, uh, I mean honestly, hundred percent. Like if that's why some of the best promo, the best promos in the business are the ones who not only build up themselves or their advocate, whoever you want to say, but they also build up who they're going against. Yeah, because if you just you know that's the one thing I always didn't like about the DX stuff is they would just kind of uh, you know crap on everyone and that's kind of the <laughs> shtick and i get it and don't get me wrong i enjoyed a lot of it yeah but they were the definitely same. reaching for teenagers who were very yeah. rebellious anyway so teenagers yes. loved it you yeah. know yeah so i understand it and i understood it but if you go back and listen to the you know i went through recently going through a lot of the attitude era yeah. and uh you know a lot, a lot of their promos are legit and not at all building up their opponent just right. crapping all over right some of <laughs> them then, are weak and then if yeah you, yeah, and then if you beat that a person, then why do I care? You should have beat them anyway. Right, right. right. You're right. It's yeah. whenever they say how good the other person is that 
but they have the belief that they're still going to beat them, even at being that good. That 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 makes you a little bit more afraid of that yeah. heel. Let, let's use let's use that Samoa Joe promo as an example. Yeah, he he didn't just destroy AJ Styles. He also built AJ Styles up at the same time. Yeah, he said he respected I mean, he, him. Yeah, you know, he respected him, he, he, and you could see that he truly did. He's like, you come out here, you work hard every yeah. week. You're yeah. one of the best in the ring. Yeah, so that's how you do it right there in my eyes. That's why Samoa Joe, if he keeps this up, I'm going to throw him on this list too as well. Oh uh, yeah, and he deserves possible. and he deserves the belt and he deserves the belt too. And I love AJ Styles, but he's had it long enough. Let's give it to Joe. Let him see what he, he has does had with it quite it. a long. It'll be time. interesting. It'll be yeah. an interesting yeah. match. It's going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, heel champions, man. Uh, I love them. I love them. What mm-hmm. would you say are your three favorite heel champs? Three favorite heel champs. Uh, I'll go. I'll go JBL. Uh huh. I'll go Edge. Okay. And I will go. You know, I'll I'll I'll, stick, I'll go with Triple H, man. He's, there you he's go. been there at the top of the mountain a long time when he was heavily active, and people love to watch him lose. Yeah, Johnny. What about you? Three three of them. All right, this is tough. Uh, okay, when you say champs, I'm going to assume you mean any championship, any, any belt. Yeah. Okay, I want to go. I want to throw Piper in there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw Jake the Snake in there, Ooh. and I'm going to throw. Um, I'm going to see part of me wants to put Mick Foley in there, but I don't know if you ever want to consider him a full heel ever. Right. It's so hard uh, to see him as a full. Yeah. When he won his belt, like people legit, the entire place popped for him. Yeah. Like you can't really yeah. pop like that for a heel. <laughs> so he didn't really become champion until he was a face. Yeah. So, so that's the only reason I, I hesitated to add him. So I'm going to add, I'm going to put it in the Miz because I loved his heel run. So, very nice. Champ. Uh, I'll say Shawn Michaels. Uh, Shawn yeah. Michaels was great when he took the belt and he was, he was heel. Uh, I will stay with Piper as well because Piper was just so good. Uh, and for me, Flair. For me, like I said, Ric Flair is the yeah. ultimate heel and the ultimate champion in, in terms of being a heel that way. Oh, you know absolutely. what I mean? Like He was just so good at it. The dude knew what was up, man. Uh, <laughs> freaking love wrestling, man. We could just talk for hours we and hours could. and hours. We could. Yeah, we're already coming. That's how you know it's awesome. Yeah, we're coming to the end of our show now, though. Uh, a lot of times we'll end the show with a tweet of the week or maybe a spotlight on an indie wrestler that we've discovered or we've seen or or anything related that we guys want to we want to bring up to listeners uh, for you guys to check out and and, and look into. So uh, this week, Johnny, you said you had an indie wrestler you wanted to talk about. Well, he's not really an indie wrestler anymore. He's about to make his NXT debut. But I really want to bring up Keith Lee. I want people to look into this guy. You can find plenty of highlight videos on YouTube. He is a large man, but he moves so dang well. He'll do like full flips from the ring onto the outside onto other wrestlers like he's a cruiserweight. Uh, and, and then he'll mix that up with some crazy power moves. He is a pretty so, big dude, man. Yeah, he's huge. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to do in NXT. But I highly recommend Keith Lee. Let's all bask in his in his glory and in his awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a few of the different highlights and some of his stuff. You're right; he's he's a pretty big guy. And for some, uh, I think the uh, the promos I've seen for NXT, he's a little trimmer. It seems like he may have tightened up a little. But in some of these yeah. highlights, he you know what he kind of reminds me of with that belly and the way he but he moves like a cat. He reminds me of Vader. Vader was such a big dude. But the dude could move like he was so limber and he was so fast. Yeah. And, and there were things he did that you were just like, wait, what? <laughs> he just did a moonsault off the top turnbuckle 
Are you kidding? Crazy so yeah, when you watch this Keith Lee and these these highlights, it's that's what it reminds me of almost. Almost like those old school Vader days when he was a, a big guy but moving around the ring like it was nothing. Yeah. Uh, for me, I wanted to point out she's no longer going to be indie either. Apparently, she signed on to WWE UK. Uh, but I actually came across this wrestler um, because I'm a huge fan of Pete Dunne. Big fan of Pete Dunne. And one day, Pete Dunne put up a picture of himself uh, in the middle of a ring looking very annoyed because there was this small blonde wrestler, this girl, next to him, holding him in a bear hug with a big <laughs> grin on her face. And... Uh, I learned her name is Millie McKenzie and her shtick. Now, anytime that he comes around to the promotion, she wrestles for defiant out in the UK, but anytime he comes around to, to wrestle at the different promotions, uh, which side note, really cool is really cool. That triple H lets some of these wrestlers still do old school way, go out there and represent our brand and do a good job of it. Uh, he comes to these promotions that she's at, she that's her her gimmick is that we're best friends. That's my he's my best friend. Uh, she models herself after him in terms of like she calls herself a, a bruiser weight as well. Yeah, and she calls the she says that they're the bruiser mates. They even have uh, they have shirts that they have now the the bruiser mates. Um, I looked into her though and started watching some of her stuff and was very impressed. She's a very good in the ring, dude. Like she's got great presence in the ring. She's got this. She does this great grimace. Like she'll be fighting and stuff, and then she'll take a knock, and it's one of those things where she turns around and it's one where it shouldn't have phased her, and now she's got this mean look on her yeah. face, dude. She does that so well. She does, and, and uh, you should see this girl lay down a German suplex. You sent me that highlight video yesterday. I was like, man, oh, this cute Lord. little thing. What's she gonna do? <laughs> she just dropping broads on their heads. No I was like, oh problem. my god. Yeah. Her finisher is a front flip pile driver. Her s- signature moves are the belly to belly suplex, the German suplex, and a spear. I love her nickname. She calls herself the first twenty first century badass. I was yeah. like, oh, that is I will so say cool. her finisher. Her finisher is going to change because they're not going to allow that in WWE. Right, yeah, right. Any sort of pile drivers out. Right. Uh, but it is impressive when you actually see see it. It's still impressive, and, and it's impressive just watching her just haul these ladies, these German suplexes. Because some of these girls aren't springing; they're not really helping no. that. She's just Dead pulling weight. them just straight off the ground, dude. <laughs> it's, and there was one. Them. There was one I was watching. She did three in a row. I was like, oh my god, this girl is insane, and I absolutely loved her. Uh, she's only 18 years old. Oh, she's only 18, and she's already really? signed on to WWE uh, 2K. Uh, yeah, that's two, crazy. Two, year to uh, June 17th, 2000s when she was born. Isn't that insane? Oh my! God. Yeah, we're old. <laughs> Even I feel old. I'm only 27, and I feel old after hearing that. Yeah, but she's uh, she's 18 years old, and she's it looks to be like she's a rising star. So keep your eye on her. You're going to start seeing her. You'll probably see her next on NXT. Yeah, uh, and then moving her way up because she's very impressive. Millie McKenzie. Wow, the first 21st century badass. I dig it. I dig it. What do you I, got? You got? Anything I got one too. Uh, got? I'm going to spotlight a local guy oh, around sweet. here. Do um, it. Been making a name for himself over the last. He's only been like working, working, like wrestling for yeah. a year now. ESW, His, ESW. He does Smash Wrestling in Toronto, which is a huge brand. He, he's all over the place. He actually, he was on uh, Two Hundred Five Live a couple weeks ago against Drew Gulak. Uh, his name's oh. Dan- Daniel Garcia. I did see this Red Death. That's what he calls himself. Yeah, he's so technically sound. He's he's young kid man. I think he's only nineteen years old, maybe twenty. You know, balancing, he's going to school at, like, Buff State, and he's balancing out an amazing wrestling career. Just gone every weekend. Everybody wants him. Uh, Super technical, 
And um, if you want to check out a clip, he's got clips all over the or YouTube, but a local one he had was with uh, another local guy, Kevin Bennett, at uh, Empire State Wrestling. I think it was their last show. And uh, he's just he's just a tough kid, man. He's going to go places. To be our, a year in and getting TV time on WWE is That's just awesome. unreal. Uh, and everything looks crisp. Everything looks real on his end. And very proud of the kid. Uh, I took his first promo picks and his most recent ones, so oh, I, nice. was, uh, I was pretty oh, fond I of that. Oh, I did see that. I saw you. You're, uh, you're a photographer. And, yeah. Uh, if if you follow your Instagram, did you put any on your Instagram or was it I just did, Facebook? I did put a few. I did put a okay. few on my Instagram. Yep. Yeah, there's uh, there's shots that you took of, of some of the local yeah. guys. I was like, oh, he's taking some promo shots. Yeah. They're, they're nice, too. They look great. Thank dude. you. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I do it here and there. I mean, there's there's so many photographers out there, and uh, they have a usually pretty talented, you know, he's He's really talented, and yeah. uh, they usually have him, but they asked me to come up, and uh, yeah, I did pretty good. They have a lot of good kids at this place. Nice. Uh, Grappler's Anonymous. Nice. It's the best pro wrestling school you can get anywhere, and it's it's wow. locally here in Lackawanna, actually. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Very cool. But uh, Daniel Garcia, that's going to be my pick. Go watch some matches, man. The kid's he's really good, and he's going to go far. I give, it, I give him another year or two before he's signed, honestly. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Good yeah. for him, man. Check him out. These are three wrestlers to keep an eye on uh, in the upcoming future. Oh, that's it, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did it. Another, we did it, guys. Another week of Hardly Kayfabe <laughs> in the High five. High, High fives. fives. High fives all around. Uh, we're no longer a two-man tag team, though, Johnny. It's a three-man stable now. Yeah. We're that's growing. what I'm talking about. It's about time. We needed Hardly it. Hardly Kayfabe's turning into yeah. a stable. Or like three man band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. I like that that's the three that's the three man team that you went with. <laughs> There's so many to choose Easily. from and that's the one you went with. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Without hesitation, by the way. That's amazing. Uh, again, thanks so much for listening again for another week of Hardly K guys. Check us out on the network, bicbp radiocom There's a number of other podcasts on the network well as well uh, that you should be able to enjoy. Uh, retro video games, Johnny's a co-host on that one retro bliss check it out check out the two-point conversation nfl football talk from matt johnson uh they've all he's also on another one with a good friend of ours uh christian ham they do a video game podcast called push start podcast check that one out uh history creeps there's all kinds of fun ones on there man go check it out bicbp-radio.com there's also a store on there in which if you want one we now have a harley kayfabe shirt up uh there's more coming so keep your eye out uh, anything else you guys want to say before we uh, end this match? Uh, no, I got nothing. Nothing to say. Just keep supporting all the, you know, the network, the shows, and stuff. We we appreciate all of it. It's uh, everything's everything's looking up really cool. good right now. Heck yeah! All right, Johnny. Thanks so much for joining us, Matt Jenks for joining uh, thanks us. Thanks for having me, people. Thanks for listening to us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Count us out: one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs>